I'm Alistair. We're high school students and art enthusiasts. If you hear this, you have been lucky enough to stumble upon our podcast, Books, Ballads, and B-Roll. Keep listening if you enjoy hearing about literature, music, and movies. In this episode, we're going to discuss three different media related to remembering the past. We're going to talk about the book Behind You by Jacqueline Woodson, The Secret of Kells, um, an animated movie, and the song Daughter of the Highlands by a band called Old Crow Medicine Show. So first we're going to talk about the book Behind You. In this fairly short yet incredibly touching book, a black teenager named Jeremiah, also nicknamed Maya, is shot by police in a case of mistaken identity. This happens in the first chapter, and the following chapters alternate between perspectives of different characters who were impacted by his death. For example, his mother, a famous author, and his father, who left her for another woman, comb through their memories of their son and the family that they used to have. Meanwhile, his friend Carlton, who struggles to come to terms with the death of the one person he felt understood him, ends up becoming friends with Ellie, Maya's girlfriend, whose house he had just left before he was killed. They form a deep bond due to their connection to Maya, as well as a mutual feeling of being judged and misinterpreted. Ellie feels that her white parents never accepted her relationship with Maya or the depth of her sorrow. They continuously urge her to recover and move on and don't approve of her spending so much time with Maya's friends and family, claiming that this is a hindrance to her mental health. Carlton, on the other hand, is just coming to terms with being gay and fears rejection of his father and certain friends, especially now that Maya is gone. Ultimately, a lot of the people whom Maya left behind form unexpected relationships with each other due to their shared grief and a desire to hold on to this memory. So what I found most interesting about this book is that some of the chapters are from the perspective of Maya's ghost. In the afterlife, he spent his time with his dead grandmother, who encourages him to let go of the living world. But Maya was taken too soon, and he's not ready to let go. Not at least until he knows his loved ones are going to be okay. It's by Jacqueline Woodson, author of Brown Girl Dreaming, which is a lot better known than this book. This book is definitely less well known. And um, I actually just realized it's a sequel to the book If You Come Softly, which is about Ellie and Maya's relationship. Um, Yeah, we didn't know that. Yeah, I really wish I had read this book first, since it would have given us um, like a lot of context to their for their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had no idea that Behind You was a sequel. We like I actually I went to the school library and I just like was looking on the shelves and yeah. I just, just found this book so I shelf. plucked it off Didn't the even shelf check it and out. <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> we <can laughs> um, okay. Yeah, so mm. we we'll but we have returned it to the library, I'll say. So, if any librarians or anyone concerned is listening to this, <laughs> we have returned the book to the shelf. It's, That's true. This is a perfect okay. moment for us to voice our criticisms of the school yeah. library. Because <laughs> no, it does so we not love this cool books. library, but it needs more books. Yeah. So, it's a beautiful like, it's media beautiful. center yeah. space. But it, Some yeah. of the shelves are just like kind I don't of know empty. if I could even really consider it a library. Exactly. It's just a. <laughs> but, but you know, anyway. we got this great book from it, so. That's very true. So yeah. maybe it's a library. But anyway, apologies for the tangent. Anyway, this book is very sad. It's about mm-hmm. the aftermath of a terrible event and the recovery. And it seems that these characters, in order to recover, they 
some people, like Ellie's parents, suggest that she just moves on and, like, distances herself. But I think mm-hmm. for Ellie, she feels like it's kind the of best, the opposite of what yeah, she needs to do. Like, the best way, like, because that is probably just going to create problems later on if she, yeah. like, for if she just tries so hard to block it out. Like, it's mm-hmm. never going to go away and it's just going to, like, come back later and like yeah she so i think for her and for a lot of the characters they kind of bond and form relationships with each other that they wouldn't have ever formed um otherwise because they they want to have some type of thing to hold on to of maya's yeah i think that's like a very prominent theme of the book is like how people deal with grief and how like connecting with others and forming new relationships and bonds is a way of not forgetting but just yeah. m- like getting over grief and it's being a way able of, like, to moving on yeah, exactly. while also like continuing hold- holding to hold on to a part of yeah of him. which is very important and yeah because if if ellie tries to forget about him that will just make her more sad one of the really important messages is definitely that People who've been killed in incidences of police violence like this should never be forgotten because we need to continue to try to address the issues that result in these unfortunate circumstances. And actually, I think in this book, luckily, they do manage to get some type of justice, possibly because the case becomes really well-known because yeah. his I think his mother is like a famous author. Mm-hmm. So... They but yeah, do it's really managed to get some justice, but it's not it's not going to bring him back. Yeah. And like undo all the trauma that they're experiencing. Mm-hmm. But I think this the thing is that when someone dies, you try to like like you're there's a yeah. lot of things that you didn't get to ask them yeah. that you wanted to find out. So I think by forming these connections, yeah, the Ellie characters gets to are learn able to more like, about yeah, Maya and like they're able to put their their friends. memories together yeah. and like continue to to learn more about him for sure even after he's died and hold on to his memory transitioning to the movie we selected for this episode um the secret of kells It's a movie by the same animation studio as one that we included in an earlier episode called Song of the Sea. Hopefully you've listened to that. But this animation studio does a really amazing job of showcasing characters and plots in just a beautiful artistic style with just like really lovely imagery and a really interesting interpretation of like both true stories and like myths and history all like rolled into this narrative so it's it's a really cool movie it revolves around the story behind the creation of the book of kells which is a 9th century illuminated manuscript from ireland set in the abbey of kells during the age of viking expansion and centers around a boy named brendan whose uncle is the abbot brendan is a curious animated and cheerful boy and he's fascinated by the process of writing and illuminating books He's apprenticed in the scriptorium at the Abbey and is really fascinated by the Book of Kells, which has been sitting there unfinished for a while and wants to help finish it. He also wants to explore the world beyond the Abbey walls, but his uncle, whose name, I'm sorry for pronouncing it wrong, but it's um, 
like Kalah, is determined to keep him inside out of fear of Viking attacks. Brendan ends up sneaking out into the forest outside the walls, encountering a fairy named Ashling, who becomes his friend. His uncle repeatedly locks him in, only for him to escape again. However, his uncle's efforts are ultimately not enough to protect Brendan or anyone else in the abbey. When a Viking raid does come, it knocks down the abbey gate and causes terrible death and destruction. His uncle is gravely injured, and Brendan only barely escapes. While the majority of the movie actually occurs before the Viking raid, we chose The Secret of Kells for a theme of dealing with the past because of the profound nature of what Brendan goes through after fleeing the abbey. Despite being attacked while running through the forest, he is able to survive with Ashling's help and ultimately find safety and shelter. And many years pass before he's able to return to the abbey, but during this time he grows up and finally finishes the Book of Kells. When he does come back, he is amazed to discover his uncle is still alive despite his injury years ago. His uncle is filled with guilt at having restricted his nephew so much, and still ultimately having failed to protect him, but Brendan does not blame his uncle at all, and is just happy he's recovered. Their relationship was previously fraught with tension, but upon reuniting, they both finished their recovery from their physical and mental scars, mend their relationship. Yeah, so I guess the the main um, thing in in this <laughs> is the the Book of Kells and and like the idea of the illumin- the illuminated manuscripts mm-hmm. is interesting, especially with a theme of remembrance because yeah. um, that was their. Their, their way method of, of remembering information and, like, record- and yeah. history. So not just yeah. like they could remember, but so that future, future generations. generations could. Yeah. And so and it like, was also an art form. Yeah. Which it was like they put all this time and effort into yeah. recording and remembering things from the past. When those things get destroyed, those, that those things were just wiped out. Yeah. But it's um. I mean, in the end, he did finish the Book of Kells, so even though, like, I'm pretty sure there were some other books that they mentioned that got destroyed when the Abbey was raided, but ultimately they were still able to keep some of that information alive. Yeah. Which, so... And because the Book of Kells is still existing Mm -hmm. today. Yeah. Which is so cool, considering it's from the 9th century. And also, um, the, the theme of sort of holding on to the past, but also, like moving on is also reflected in the way that Brendan and his uncle's relationship recovers after they once again are reunited because they both had a lot of trauma from the Viking attack and it took them a while but they were finally able to reconcile their past uh, difficulties because of this shared experience that really put things in perspective especially for the uncle which is kind of why he felt so guilty but at the same time brendan was able to go out into the world and see like i mean he did see for himself what his uncle was trying to protect him from so it kind of made him realize after the vikings attacked like it wasn't just for nothing that his uncle had been and he sort of i guess at the end when he comes back with his and he shows the finished book to his uncle it's showing like he's also committed to this like work of preserving the past and like trying to protect these things so they yeah. sort of bond over that. And it's sad because, like, a lot of things are lost. Like, even with, like, old languages that these, like, these types of illuminated manuscripts and and different literature from long, long ago, like, as people stop speaking those yeah, languages, Yeah, there's many fewer people who can even those read them and are lost. get that information. That's yeah. true. Yeah, very sad. Yeah, and I know in our Spanish class recently we were talking about, like, like minority languages that were 
have been slowly decreasing in their prevalence over time and being kind of wiped out, which is yeah. really sad. And I was doing a research paper for uh-huh. for AP Euro and oh, yeah. on Ireland, and I was learning about how Gaelic is like much less commonly spoken. Mm-hmm. Um, and but there are some people who have like dedicated their lives to trying to preserve it. And yeah. like there, like there was a flourishing of of literature um, in Gaelic as a way to try to renew people's interest in oh, the language and cool. its importance. Uh-huh. Next, we have the song Daughter of the Highlands. This song is, it seems like the narrator is the ghost of a man who had to leave to fight in a war. It's unclear what war it is, but, and he died in battle and left behind um, his love, whose name is Hannah. He sings, it's basically he's singing to her. Throughout the song, the narrator sings about, and sometimes directly to Hannah, assuring both her and himself that they will laugh and cry and dance together again. However, also, um, he has some sad moments of realization where he reflects on the passage of time and he acknowledges that Hannah is no longer the young woman that he left, that he has in his head, meaning that she's lived through much of her life without him mm-hmm. and possibly even, like, if he sees her again, he wouldn't recognize her yeah. even. And while he remains forever frozen at the age that he left, she's changed and grown and moved on. But yeah. still, he seems to hope that someday he'll get to town, he says, and see Hannah again, which possibly refers to when she dies and joins him in his conception of the afterlife. Yeah, or maybe he just, it seems to me like he could just be unwilling to acknowledge that he's really dead. Yeah. And so he says that as like false hope of like yeah. somehow they're going to dance together again but yeah, yeah maybe it's well, it's interesting because in like it's it seems to be kind of clear that he's like a ghost and yeah. that he's he's dead but um but he, also never, he never says that he never he's like ghost. says he's he's dead or yeah. that he himself is a ghost and he never like he never talks about the moment when he died it seems like it kind of relates back to the book behind you maya is also wanting to hold on to the living world like when he's with his grandmother and his grandmother has been dead for longer she kind of encourages him to let move go on his, and let go of, of these people but since he world. was he died so suddenly and so soon like he's not ready to let go yet and he wants to keep checking on his family and his friends and everyone he loved mm-hmm. to make sure that they're going to be okay and so I think it's interesting too that the that in both of those books or in both of these media, the ghosts seem to have a choice kind of about whether mm-hmm. or not they're to going to let their, go and accept yeah. their death. Yeah, that's really interesting. And it's also it's interesting to compare it to the Secret of Kells as well because in the Secret of Kells, the difference is that both of the characters survive and they get to they do get to reunite both in in life which is really different but it is a little bit like a part of them kind of died 
during the Viking raid. Yeah. And they're like everything changed because like everything that they had worked that. for yeah and, and his uncle like, was really like, proud protecting. of building the wall and like yeah making their little abbey flourish and yeah yeah so it really was like a death of their former life and they both had to find a way to recover from that yeah it's really sad that the in behind you and in daughter of the highlands the character doesn't get to reunite yeah. whereas in the secret of kills they do but it's still a sort of similar situation of like for a while they spent a lot of time apart and um the narrator was like roaming around unable to get back to his home yeah and they also have very... like a lot of freedom of of movement like they uh-huh. can um yeah I, i'm like they kind Maya, of also like describes like sort of floating over different places yeah. and like seeing things and he can like like go back to the place where he died or he can go sit on his grandmother's porch and there's a lot of rituals that allow the dead to like pass on and like let go of the living world and that's considered like a really important thing also it's interesting i feel like the the daughter of the highlands like the um the band is from tennessee i think and Mm -hmm. there's definitely a lot of southern influences in their music but it seems in this song, like, like it's, it was released in 2023, but yeah. it sounds kind of like an old Irish or Scottish, like, like folk, folk song. Tune, yeah. Like, it's kind of spirited mm-hmm. and, but also at the same time, sad. Yeah. It has, like, a lot of switches from major to minor. But, like... mm-hmm. Thank you. For... Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And I guess this was kind of a sad episode also. Like, we, yeah. we said last time that we accidentally <laughs> like, made it sad again. I We're really like we trying to be more sad. lighthearted. But, like, yeah. like we just really oh. liked these three different media that we chose, and we really wanted to share them with you. Yeah. Um, we hopefully we'll do a happier episode yes, soon. Yes, we're hoping for a happier time. episode. Yeah, but also, like, there's yeah. a lot of, I mean... These are also obviously all sad, but like there are a lot of like happy things we can draw from them. Like mm-hmm. even the people who in um, behind you, the people who were left behind after Maya's death, still found a lot of happiness yeah. eventually. Um, yeah, there's a lot of themes of love in like yeah. all of them. Yeah, I hope we hope that you enjoyed listening, and we yeah. hope that you listen to and watch and read this thing. So thank you for being such loyal listeners and fans. Um, yes. And for now, farewell. farewell.